in-office studios of his eye care practices in Nashville, Tennessee. It's As I See It with Dr. Jeff Kegaris, your source for eye care education and receiving the type of patient relationship you deserve. It is time for a patient revolution. And now, your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. Welcome to another edition of As I See It. I'm Dr. Jeff Kegerist talking to you from Cool Springs Eye Care with my cohort, Cole Evans. How are you doing, Cole? I'm doing really well, Dr. Jeff. It's the beginning of a new year. We're, we're at the end of January, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I hope everyone enjoyed. If you have not, um, I, I would actually say even pause this episode and go back one because we do the intro to Katie Johnson. I don't, I don't know how well you She's know, a Katie. champion. She's awesome. She is. She really is. If you want to get some real insight to what goes on at these practices, uh, practices and uh, just someone that has worked with you side by side for many years now, uh, Katie is a great example of what it takes to, to run a practice. Yeah. I think uh, if you're a manager of any type of business, food service, uh, service of uh, in right. healthcare, right. I mean, she's a, she's a really, really good one to see how she's evolved as a manager, how she looks at her job, what she oversees sure. and how she interacts with, with our people. Cause that's a big part of management. You know, we break that down and we'll talk about it later into STOMF. That's our management acronym. Uh, managers are responsible for strategic operations, marketing, personnel and finance and on the p the personnel part a huge amount of time sure. spent on that and katie does that very very well that's awesome the as soon as you said the word and started down the path i was like is he gonna know all the words that's the real question <laughs> oh, but he does of course he does you know why because you and your wife decided to do what most married couples never do and you decided to write a book together which um, most of our listeners have heard about definitely our patients are seeing when they walk in the door to the practices because we're trying our best to tell everyone that we can um, about this awesome book, One Patient at a Time, the K2 Playbook uh, for Healthcare and Business Success. The, the cool thing, if, you've, if you're just picking up this episode or you've heard previous episodes, you've heard us say this because I'm, I'm trying to shout this from the tallest rooftop in town, um, that Amazon has placed One Patient at a Time into the top released healthcare books on Amazon. Like, Dr. Jeff, that's kind of a big deal. I know it's kind of we're we're, we're proud of that. I think that's because of Susan. It's certainly not because well, of me, but I, 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 I think there's kind I'm of a, just an understanding <laughs> here. Um, now, now, you know, one of the things that's really cool though, and and by bringing that up, is it doesn't say in eye care; it says in healthcare. Right. And so, a lot of the questions we get, a lot of the comments, are from doctors and practice administrators, office managers, nurses, nurse managers across the country, some international that that are facing the very same things that we're talking about in this in this book and right. in our mentality of how do we provide patient relationships as the paramount factor in the interaction in the office. Sure. In addition to great access to care and great value for the, for the patient. So well, to your point, uh, it truly doesn't matter. Uh, this is kind of creatively on the cover here. We've got one customer at a time with a kind of a piece of tape on top and covered up customer with patient. It really doesn't matter because it is truly a, a playbook. It doesn't matter the industry that you're in. Uh, there are eight chapters, 135 lessons. And you've heard me say on, on previous episodes, um, they're, they're bite-sized pieces. It's a, an easy read. Uh, there's a lot of really good, uh, I would call it core common sense in here, but if you don't bring it kind of back to the basics, sometimes uh, we forget about it. But let's dive right in, uh, Dr. Jeff. Today we're covering lesson 17, lesson 17 and 18. We'll start with 17, which you and uh, Dr. Susan have titled Education is a Part of Care. So it's uh, interesting this morning, um, it's uh, Tuesday, uh, we have just uh, added an award to our list, which we're extremely excited about. 
Uh, we're here in Williamson County, and Williamson Parent Magazine is a, uh, a, a great resource for, for parents. And uh, we have just picked up another um, um, uh, parenting award for um, uh, for 2020, which was really, really cool. We have this nice uh, plaque right at the front as soon as you walk in. It's next to the other ones that we've won, which is even, uh, even cooler. But uh, my point here is you don't have to... Um, uh, be a patient here for for very long to understand that education is a huge part of what we do here. Uh, from walking down the hallways, you see the information right there at your fingertips because our doctors, our technicians, our opticians are, are picking up these educational pieces uh, that have to do with uh, me as a patient. And and I came in with issues. Uh, it's it's consistent and consistent reviews on Google, on Facebook. I had two this morning in our staff. I didn't tell you this. Mm -hmm. In our staff meeting, we had two. They were sent. One was 10 hours ago and one would have happened about an hour after we started the staff meeting, both on uh, when we took our uh, Christmas pictures in the reception, um, Miss um, Claus and Snowman, uh-huh. there were posts yeah. under there, had nothing to do with that, and there were two extremely positive reviews under there all around their experience and being felt like they were being educated and explained to from beginning to end. So talk to us about education and why it is so important for, if I'm, I'm coming in here once a year, right? Most people are coming here once a year. What are you really trying to educate me about? Yeah, I think first it goes back to respecting the patient. We want the patient to know what we're doing, why we're doing it, rather than make it a mystery. Right. You know, you and I talk about many of the things that we've done in the office to communicate better, to educate better, um, and how we do that outside of the office, this podcast, blogs, other external e-blast sure. and educational pieces to our registries. But inside the office, I think it needs to be intentional. And and as you, what I was going to say is you and I have talked about the fact that as much as we do, we still don't think we do it enough. And, right. and we're walking around the office and we're going to have a meeting in the next couple of weeks on what type of explanation, signage, education can right. we put in the office to make it even better. When I'm having this test done, what is this test again and what is it doing? Mm-hmm. That should be very visible, we think. So we changed the discussion about 20 years ago, I used to always hear people talking about, oh yeah, I need to get I need to give them some brochure too. Like education was an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, that's also something I need to do. Okay? That's in addition to my exam. Yeah, yeah, let's let's make sure that uh, maybe we can get them some information, some basic information. And so when I lectured this for to doctors, I said Change your mentality. Approach your patient care with the notion that education is a part of your care, not, oh, yes, a nice thing to do in addition. Right. If you do that, then you build your whole system to include education as part of that. So when we built the office, we concentrated very definitely on the signage, on the messaging that we would get across to our patients. We also put whiteboard paint in every room. Not just a whiteboard, but Uh whiteboard paint that you can write on. Because, you know, if you're one of my patients or one of our our doctor's patients, we we oftentimes, people are very visual. They like to see what we are, uh, what we're describing. So we can try to try to paint that picture, if you will. You can use Optos technology to show images. We, we have cameras in the room to be able to say this is what your cornea looks like so that we eliminate or, mi- or minimize the mystery of what we as doctors are seeing. So we think that's important. Well, here we are in uh, the month of January. It is National Glaucoma Awareness Month, as we all know. Uh, you're definitely going to know that if you walk through our doors. But um, I, I wrote down here, you know, education is part of care versus a patient's Google search. You know, it, it never fails. What um, I, I think 
a lot of people do in certain circumstances is, you know, um, give an example about if I come in and I am, um, uh, and I am glaucoma suspect. So you and I know from previous um, podcasts, if you go to intro, the intro to glaucoma podcast, just a few, ep- uh, a few episodes ago, uh, you'll, you'll understand what glaucoma suspect actually means. But we know if a patient is coming in and hitting a couple of factors or we're seeing some trend levels, we're going to say, hey, this, cl- this, client, um, this patient, I'm sorry, is uh, glaucoma suspect. That patient immediately needs to know that they don't have cancer, right? They need to know that they don't have glaucoma. Mm -hmm. They immediately immediately need to be educated by us so that they're not, when we walk out of the room, grabbing their phones and going, glaucoma, pressure, what does that mean? Blindness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to get the worst case scenario. Well, that's right. And uh, again, that goes back to, it's important for us to make sure people know all of the things that we're checking, but also when there are certain factors that put them potentially at a higher risk. I don't want to keep that as a mystery and then, you know, 10 years later, they go, well, I never knew that. How many right. times you left the doctor and you see something in the note and you go, I never knew that. They never told me that. Well, right. you know, we can't explain and tell everything, but we think it's very important that we try to communicate that. Now, we did build the office and have written about 90 patient education handouts customized because in eye care and in every subspecialty, there are about three, four main diseases or disorders that you can get pamphlets, uh, brochures, things like that, that some company has made, you know, Um, some publishing company, and you can hand that out. And they're all mismatched. Or or we have drug companies, you know, have drug reps in here today, and they're passing out, hey, here's a great brochure to give to your patient. And what ends up is those are all in a lot of offices strewn around the reception room, or they're in the the exam room and they, none of them match. They all look different and, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of saying the same thing, but they're really trying to say, use our product, use right, our product, exactly. use our product. Right. And so what we want was pure education for the patient on a whole bunch of big, but also small topics. So not just glaucoma, cataracts, macular degeneration, but how to instill eye drops, uh, putting in tear plugs, right. using restasis, epithelial basement membrane dystrophy oh my gosh ebmd what's that well let's talk about what it is who gets it and how do we treat it Um, those individual things that we've taken extra time to try to customize like i said close to 90 of those including the testing and the surgical treatments and the other the other aspects in eye care that we think are important because a lot of times we'll talk in the room i know it comes as a surprise to you that i speak a lot in the room i know you're kind of an introvert yeah um, but but sometimes i come out of my shell and speak a lot (laughs) and i see people saying um okay and i said do you have any other questions no and sometimes i will try to reiterate so i just want to hit the high points again one two three great and I know that a lot of those people walk out, and no matter how well we try as a doctor, they walk out and they talk to the tech, and if they if the tech said, as they're walking them towards the front office, mm-hmm. so tell me what Dr. Keg said. It'd be kind of like three words, you know, uh, glaucoma, pressure, come back two months. Right. You know, and, right. and so the, the educational handouts that all look the same, you'll see on our walkout hall, mm-hmm. are, are customized to one, look nice in the office, and very specific so that it becomes a reiteration of the clinical findings or a reiteration of the patient after they leave the right. exam room and the conversation with the doctor. In addition to that, we always say, you know, email me, text me. And we really do answer my phone all the time and talk with patients on, on my personal cell phone or on my email. Now, some doctors may want, not want to do that. They may want to have a separate phone. But again, I always like to stress to our patients that you don't have to be sitting in the exam chair to talk to us about your eyes, whether it's your mom's eyes, your dad's eyes. They can be in Bloomington, Illinois. Right. We're willing to talk to you about that because you're a patient. We 
are the source for information and education for you. As I see it, we'll be right back. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Jeff Kageris with Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. We've proudly served the Middle Tennessee community for the last 26 years and I want you to know we really appreciate you. Having an annual comprehensive eye health and vision exam is so important to the health of your eyes. From signs of diabetes, glaucoma, and cataracts, we're looking for it all. Don't let another day go by. Schedule your annual eye health and vision exam at Cool Springs or Donaldson Eye Care. And now, back to As I See It. To your point of being the source, uh, kind of uh, leads us right into lesson 18. Certainty is more valued than uncertainty. Uh, you know, I, again, um, I've said this in previous, but there is a. this is really just ba- back to basics. You, you, you and Dr. Susan have done a really great job of simplifying what I think I've seen some business owners really complicate, right? Lessons eight, uh, lesson 18, certainty is more value than uncertainty. This lesson, in my opinion, is truly about expectations. Absolutely. Expectation building and fulfilling. It's really about promises, right? So let's talk about promise dates and what uh, a patient walking into their annual eye exam really cares about. Uh, If I'm listening to this, I'm immediately going, wait, you have to set, you're going for your eye exam, you're having problem setting expectations. What are some of the things that uh, our patients have or could experience? Uh, I'm immediately thinking of of COVID and Mm -hmm, supply mm -hmm. chain, right? So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. I'm not sure if that was a question or... It's more of a statement. Just uh, more you, of a statement. You can so, answer whatever you want I, to. Really. I, I agree with whatever you just said. The sky Cole. is blue. No. It's okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let, me, let me address that in this way. What I have seen that I don't like is typically... Let's take a, a random example where you're getting contact lenses. And I, as a doctor, say, well, Cole, uh, we're going to update your contact lenses and uh, we're going to order those. And thanks a lot. Uh, if you're, you're going to get your annual supply, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, that yeah, that's what I want. But I haven't given you anything that's certain. And you've got a whole lot of things to do. And you want to knock off things off your checklist, right? Especially the beginning of the year, man. you got your new planner and you're going to be as organized that's as right. you have ever been. That's right. And so what we prefer and expect in all of our doctors and our scribes in office and our opticians is to be very specific with you. Cole, we're going to order your annual supply, which is two boxes of contact lenses for the right eye, two boxes for the left eye. They're going to be at your door in four days no charge for shipping. Oh, okay. Now I know when to expect it. Four days, by the way, business day. So today is Monday. Let's see, that will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. On Friday, you should be expecting those contact lenses at your door. Now, there's a reason that many offices don't do that because they say, well, what what if that's not going to happen? I mean, what what if I'm wrong? Well, okay, why why would you be wrong? Well, because I don't know what my suppliers are going to do. And I say, well, managing suppliers and the supplier standards are an essential part of running a business. Right. So if you, you know, all companies come and they say, Hey, we want to be your partner. And I say, man, that's great. What that usually means is you buy more of our stuff and we'll pat you on the back. And that's you right. know, in fact, we might even give you a couple of gift cards for your people. Um, <laughs> true but, partnerships. Yeah. True partnerships. You know, you take the risk <laughs> yeah. and we'll reward you if you buy our stuff. That's right. What I'm looking for is somebody that really is with us. Okay, as a partner, and that says we're going to look forward. And so I think it's only fair for a partner. And I think this might even get into uh, our supplier standards, which is another lesson in the book. But it, it, we talk about if you're a supplier, I need to tell you what I expect. So for our contact lens suppliers, we say, look, we 
are going to pledge and promise to our patients when they're going to receive their lenses. We're going to ship to them for free. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. Great. Can you ship within these days? Because we're going to promise our spherical lenses in four days, our astigmatism and multifocal lenses in eight days, and our very complicated prescriptions in 12 days. Mm -hmm. Okay? That means delivery time from the time that I'm seeing them at that point, Mm -hmm. which means if I'm promising four, eight, 12 to the patient, my suppliers have to provide it to me or they have to have a turnaround time of three, six, 10. Right. And so my supplier standard is very clear on one aspect, and that is turnaround time. If I order these supplier lenses or these lenses from my supplier and your warehouse, all right, can you get them to the patient within three days? Because if you can, that allows for us to process the order, you to process the order. We'll say that takes a day total, and the patient gets them in four days. If you can't, at least I'm being very specific in what expectations we have for you to help me deliver good care. And then we monitor that. So we spot check and say, how often is our supplier meeting our expectation? So when I sit down with a supplier, then I don't just go, well, you know, I'm not really happy with your job. I'm giving them very specifics. I'm saying, you know, you are meeting our turnaround time threshold perfectly. 99% of the time, that's great. What can we do to improve that 1%? Because sometimes it's on our end. You you have put, uh, you know, Dr. Susan have placed in the book here on your supplier's standards. Um, you, you've listed, listed out, um, you again, very simple. How many people, how many businesses have vendors and they woke up one day and they've been in those relationships for three, five years more, and they haven't audited them. They're just, they're comfortable with, with James or Stacy or whatever doing right. that thing, and they're very comfortable. Um, you, you list out here in the features to your point. Um, you're, you're looking at all the vendors based on quality, turnaround time, cost, service, and then you're creating an overall uh, rating. Uh, Doctor Jeff, is this something that you're doing with leaders in in the company on, I say, an annual basis? Yeah, we do that on a monthly or quarterly basis. Okay. Uh, for instance, our optical manager, Noah and Stephanie, need to be aware of their supplier standards. All of the people that supply us uh, goods, if you will, frames, lenses, laboratory services, and how they are being rated on certain categories. In that particular one, that's those are laboratory services. So we go to the vendors and we say, okay, you want to be our lab and you want to have more of our business? Here are our standards. Can you meet those? And if so, you're not automatically going to get our business, but we may we may try a little bit with you. And then if you meet those standards, we, you will see an increasing percentage of business. And the reason is because now when I'm promising to a patient, that's the rubber hits the road, mm-hmm. I can depend on my supplier. Right. So I'm not asking for anything outlandish. I'm trying to be just very specific and saying, this is what a real partnership is, where we are both focused on the patient. Right. This is what we need to deliver to the patient. This is what we need to do. This is what we need you to do for us and for the patient for us both to win. And to the extent that we win, you get an increased share of our business because now you're accountable. So um, again, it goes back to the, I want to be certain with patients. The other side of that is that um, we work with businesses on, I just have never really thought about that. How can I do it? And so we'll, we'll work with their, maybe we'll, we won't try to evaluate every single supplier in a, in a new healthcare business or a new regular business that's not in healthcare, but we'll break it down and we may start with one kind of key component it might be office supplies but it might not even be all office supplies it might be paper supplies or it might be something in marketing and then we'll just kind of put our toe in the water a little bit and help them to kind of get an idea and what they what they gradually do is they go you know i was pretty happy with joe providing this before but 
I don't know why it takes two weeks. You know, I'd really like to have this in six days. I wonder if Joe can do that. And Joe goes, hey, you're a great customer. We can make that happen. And all of a sudden, what you're seeing is you're seeing an an improvement in the service to you as well as your end customer. So that's where we like to to try to help people with that. But to your point and answering the question in a bit of a roundabout way, um, it's Noah and Stephanie and Ross's responsibility to be spot checking with all of their opticians how our laboratory services are being provided and rating each lab. And then ultimately, we're looking for a trend. If we start to see a decrease in a lab's ability to provide service. Say they went to a phone tree rather than a person and it took us forever to try to get to a human being when we needed some information. Or the lab broke a lens, but they didn't call us in advance, so therefore we couldn't call our patient to inform them. And now the patient's mad at us. We know it's a supplier issue and we should have been informed, but that doesn't matter because we're now having to recover with the patient. The patient doesn't care. I'm not going to blame the lab. I'm just going to say, we screwed up. We didn't get that. We didn't get it to you in time. Um, So I think to the the extent that our suppliers really look at us as a partner not somebody who's just trying to raise the standards for no reason or trying to be tough on them but by by saying you know if you can meet these standards and if we can build these together you'll improve your business you'll improve our business and, and really we both win together most importantly the patient wins so dr jeff i'm i'm hearing um transparency and communication just like the transparency of literally the the eight chapters in this book to the breakdown of the the communication of how you're auditing the vendors it's about sharing yes. transparency communicating to the staff communicating to the vendors mm-hmm. here's where you're good here's where you're not good i'm not happy here uh, we're talking with dr jeff kegris lesson 18 certainty is more valued than uncertainty he and his wife's new book um dr jeff and dr susan kegris authored one patient at a time the k2 way playbook for healthcare and business success um dr jeff i, I know we're we've got a, another um um uh, sponsorship that we're going to put in future episodes because I want our audience to understand that aside from the book, we also have the website that they can go check out as well. And that is the k2way.com, the spelled out, the letter K, the number two way.com, the k2way.com. You can see uh, Dr. Jeff interacting in some um, other environments and some speaking engagements. You see episodes of the podcast up there along with um, uh, blogs uh, that he has published and put out on the K2 way. And uh, I just think it's a really exciting place to go and check that out as well. Uh, so definitely check out the K2way.com. Dr. Jeff, thank you very much for lesson 17 and 18. Uh, I'm excited because um, I will uh, reshare and definitely be promoting on the social channels. Uh, we've uh, put the podcast out to a couple more, I think five or six other distribution channels, one of which is Spotify. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty excited. And about. I really appreciate all the support that uh, we're getting. On yeah, it's, it's, it been, really it's been very well received. So definitely thank you. Uh, so as always, please subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate that. And as always, please leave us a comment. Dr. Jeff reads them each and every week. Thank you, Dr. Jeff.